when looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, gnarly! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I knew it, I'm surrounded by assholes. And good evening, friends! With over 30 years of experience and a superb reputation for being a detail-oriented company, Lacey Cleaning has some of the highest work standards in the cleaning business. That's the fact! Whether it's carpet cleaning, tile, grout cleaning, new construction cleanup, rental turnovers, vent and duct cleaning, odor elimination, office and or business cleaning, power washing, residential cleaning, you name it, they do it. Check them out. To contact them today, LaceyCleaning at gmail.com or call them at 609-709-8536. That's what I'm talking about. Are you annoyingly even keel? E-methamine could be right for you. I have a disease, all right? I need help. E-methamine lets you get gagged up on whoop chicken parts without yellowing one's teeth. Oh, yeah. Contact your doctor today if you experience the following. Oh, my God. Increases in blood flow, boost in testosterone, ending of erectile dysfunction. This medicine is made for extreme cases of being even keel or having extreme depression. Oh, come on! Side effects include fits of rage, acne, bleeding in folks around you, whooping cough, hallucinations, comas, trouble swallowing, decrease in semen, increasing amounts of selling yourself, amnesia, night terrors, higher mortgage rates, and increased sensations in not having suicidal urges. Oh my. Hi everybody, this is John Barry and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. As we were telling you, we have the, he's known for so much. He's probably the most pure, soulful, and tenor-sounding voice throughout music, I'd say, in the last, I don't know, 25, 30 years. Known for mostly country, but he's also 
done a lot of gospel, some Christmas tours the past couple of years. John Berry. John, what's going on? Hey, buddy. How are you doing? Good, good. So, as we were talking off air, where in the world is John Berry now these days? Well, presently we are passing through San Antonio, Texas, on our way to Greenville, Texas, for a show tonight, or tomorrow night. And uh, so we're just doing some dates out on the road, and uh, we're living, uh, my family, we live just outside of Athens, Georgia, and uh, that's home, and um, it's love and life. Well, how many dates nowadays are you doing yearly, would you say? Oh, around 75, 75 to 100 shows a year, something like that. Uh, keep, keep it simple, I guess, sir. I'm sorry? We're keeping it simple, pretty much, as far as the tour dates uh, and all. Yeah, it's uh, we do a lot of uh, what we call the, our trio dates. It's my my wife Robin sings with me, and and uh, our Mike Steele plays bass and acoustic guitar and sings with us, and and uh, we've got our sound and lighting guys that go out with us, Hunter and Jamie, and, and we go out and do our dates. And just have a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot, of, and then of course Christmas tours is a full production, full band uh, tour. We do uh, about twenty cities each year. And then we have some other band-aids throughout the year where we, we take the full band out. So. Okay. Well, yeah, that's when I first had, we had first reached out to you around the Christmas tour dates, which I know was hectic, and we've been back and forth emails and everything else. Uh, and I, I hope I'm not throwing you under the bus here, but I could say one of the first things John had told us when he, res- he responded to the email first when we reached out. And he, John says... And I, like I said, I hope I'm not throwing you under the bus here. That you are pretty much the jack of all trades. You you are the artist, the PR person, the janitor, and John Barry, and you do everything. And I'm driving the bus right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have a CDL person. Uh, Texas State Troopers, uh, get on the phone here. I'll pass along this number. There you go. <laughs> but but yeah. Uh, Let's jump into your music a little bit, which I found interesting. Uh, for someone who has the gospel background in the country, success and all, that you really appreciated growing up. A lot of the Philadelphia soul sound, like the Shy Lights and the Stylistics and things along the, that line. Uh, what was it about that style of music growing up that you really appreciated? I don't know. just something about that kind of music just really spoke to my soul. Man. That was just really cool. I still love that kind of music. I, there'll be sometimes I'll be driving and, and I'll search out a, a cool gospel station or uh, R&B station. I just love that kind of music, you know. And, uh, I, I can't pull it off, but, you know, there's, there's some guys like T. Graham Brown and some of those cats who can really sing that kind of stuff. But, uh, but I, I, you know, there is a there's a little soulful edge when I sing, but I, I can't pull off what those, what those cats pull off. But I just there's something about it that really speaks to me. I just love it. Well, with the, and I think it's a song in particular. I know it's not the time of the year and all that you and I know. Lots of people have probably told you this uh, with radio and interviews and fans alike. When you do "Oh Holy Night," that's oh, yeah. pretty um yeah, because that's one of those songs that a lot of people have done throughout the years. Uh, isn't there a story behind that song in particular? Why it's so special to you, John? Well, there's a couple things, but one being, you know, of course, we, uh, my wife, Robin, and I, we we did a Christmas show at our church back right after we got married. We got married in 1988, and and, and 1989, I, I think that 
maybe Christmas of 88 or, or Christmas of 89, we we did a, a Christmas show at our church and and uh, just with uh, the two of us and our sister-in-law, uh, uh, Tracy, sang with us and the church pianist played piano with us. And, and of course, we did all Holy Night to close out the, the evening. Of course, the folks really loved that. It was a big hit for us, you know. They just loved it. But then um, the following this is a number of years, we did the, the Christmas show at our church, which we, that was the only one we did each year. Uh, it grew and grew and to where there was, you know, our band and a string section from the University of Georgia uh, string uh, would play with us. And it was just, it was a big deal, you know. And, and Oh Holy Night was just always the, the featured song and it uh, just got a great response. And moved forward, fast forward years later, when uh, I've got my record deal and uh, with Capitol and uh, and I had, of course, I had that brain surgery in 94, right? The same day your love made it to me was the number one record, which is coming up on 20 years ago, this coming May 10th. And uh, uh, after I had that surgery, the response from radio was so supportive and, and fans throughout the country were so supportive. Uh, we went into the studio and recorded Oh Holy Night and O Come Emmanuel, and we put together a thank you card and sent it out to all the radio stations around the country just as a uh, just an appreciation of their kindness to me during a very difficult time. And it got so much airplay. It was astonishing. And there was something just really remarkable about that recording. I mean, to me, one of the one of the real how do you say uh, the the art of recording is how much emotion can you create around a song in a recording studio and capture that. And years later, or whatever, somebody can put a CD on and they can still feel the magic. You know, how can you capture oh. that? And, you know, that, so that particular day, to be in a recording studio, recording such a beautiful piece of music as Oh Holy Night, 30 days after I had brain surgery. Unbelievable. Now, if I can, if I can ask, uh, what was that, because it's been, like you said, it's been 20 years, a little over, uh, what was the reason you needed that brain surgery? Um, well, Right in the third ventricle of my brain, there was a uh, what they call a keloid cyst. It basically amounts to being like a little blister, about the size of the end of your pinky finger. And it doesn't sound real big, but when you get in the middle of your head, it's huge. It's like <laughs> pulling a tractor trailer into a, a drive-thru, you know. This doesn't work too well. And uh, the problem was is that it was blocking the fluid from draining down the spinal column. And uh, just build up a pressure, build up a fluid, and change a personality, change a complete loss of appetite, nauseated all the time, and just just turned into somebody else. And it was a it was very difficult, very very unbelievable time. And uh, so they went in and did this fiber optic surgery. One they drilled two holes in my head and went in with a camera, fiber optic camera, and a laser beam and poked a hole in it. And the excess fluid drained out and it flattened out and it dissolved away. And I woke up and I was 
pretty much me again. Well, that, that is definitely a good sign. Uh, the other big procedure you had was a uh, vocal uh, on your vocal cords. How long did that really take to recover from? Yeah, that was a, that was a long haul. Um, I had to cancel a Christmas tour that year, and it was a mess. Uh, it took about about almost a year off, and uh, that was tough. Uh, especially when it's your profession, you need your cords to your vocal cords to do your, your current profession and what you've been doing yeah. since 1979. So yeah, we needed that. It would take the time off that was necessary for that to heal up properly. So things to be well, good. Overall, how you feeling now? Good, doing good. Feel good. No Hopefully, sounding good. Yeah, you definitely sound good. And videos I've seen of you in the past couple of years, you definitely look well, too. Uh, but to go back to the brain surgery real quick, too, afterwards when you went back out on the road and everything else, the one thing I did read, and please tell me if I'm wrong here, uh, was that when you're on stage, as you mentioned in the beginning of the interview, that your wife is a sign language to uh, help you along if needed. Uh, whose idea was that and what... Where did that come about? Well, there was just there was a few shows there that I had some issues with remembering a few of the lyrics and stuff. So we just sort of came up with different ways of overcoming those little obstacles. But it, it, it you know, it cleared up pretty quickly. And uh, I still have, I mean, you know, I think that's pretty, pretty, probably pretty normal for most people. It's hard to recite lyrics to a song, but you can sing them. You know, and mm -hmm. the, the melody triggers the lyrics. So. Well, is that something like even now to this day, maybe not because of that, but for whatever reason she'll give you a look or when you guys are on stage or doing whatever to kind of kick, kick you in the butt, so to say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll say, yeah, sometimes, especially if it's a song like last night we did, I Will If You Will, I haven't done that in a while. And, and the problem was she was, she was, she was sort, of, sort of singing along with me off the mic, so in case I dropped a lyric or something, she'd jump right in there and remind me where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's good to have her around, that's for sure, to kick oh, yeah, you in the butt when you need it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she keeps you in line, that's for sure, right? You know it. Uh, well, you got to reach back into the past a little bit again with that. When you were with Capitol, I think it was around that time that you were actually invited to sing with a, for President Bush, the first one. How cool was that, no matter what your politics are, for the president to invite you to sing for that? It was really awesome. Uh, we went to, of course, down to Houston. The, the, the occasion was um, uh, former President Bush and 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 Barbara Bush, uh, their birthdays are pretty close together, and their anniversary falls pretty close as well. And um, and they had this huge celebration at uh, one of the, the big conference center, convention center areas at the Astrodome. And uh, thousands of folks were there for this dinner and at this occasion. And, and to be invited to be there and uh, along with uh, 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 Michael W. Smith and uh, Larry Gatlin and thing, it was, a, it was a real honor. And uh, they were very nice. It, it was a nice opportunity to meet them and say hello. Sweet people. Yeah, that, that, yeah, like I said, no matter what a person's politics are or whatever, for the President of the United States and a country like ours to invite you 
you know, see you do your profession and respect your, what you do for your profession has got to be an awesome experience. Oh, it's pretty incredible, no doubt. But uh, to jump into a little bit of current times before I let you go, uh, obviously you're running you. your own. Oh, I, I lost you for a second there. Oh, I sorry about that. Yeah, we uh, had seen that you and hopefully you still are running your own independent label. Is that okay. how is that for you compared to being the big chain? And you're not the only one, but a lot of people seem to do that nowadays with the chain. Well, we music. you know we we just do it pretty much out of necessity. Uh, you know, uh, it's just what we do, and I, I don't have a, a major label deal right now. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to keep doing music because there's not a major label that's uh, wanting to, to sign me. I'm still going to do my music and, and make it available. And, of course, with the Internet, um, it, music, anybody's music is available to anybody in the world. And, uh, you know, you have a, have a connection and be able to download it. And uh, it's that simple. And uh, so we, it just it opens up so many doors and where you can really get your stuff out there. The biggest thing is, is yeah, you, what you're mainly doing is you're uh, you're making your music available to people that are familiar with what you do. You still have to get out there and work really hard at exposing your music to people that don't. Okay. Uh, well, well, would you say that's the biggest changes in music in general and since you've been professionally in music? That, but now, you, like you said, we got the Internet, you got this, you got that technology in general. Well, yeah, it, it, it certainly makes it uh, – you've got a lot more tools to work with, and, uh, you know, it, it, it big, the biggest thing is having somebody who really knows how to use those tools, how to maximize that stuff, how to get all that, you know, to get the, that visual on the on the web and make that kind of stuff happen. And, uh, but it just it takes a lot of, uh, it takes a lot of effort to make that happen and a lot of uh, time and, uh, and resources to pull that together. So we just keep, keep working away at it. Uh, that's all you can do. Uh, for people that want to go out and uh, see when John's going to be in your area, because he does tour, like he said, 75 to 100 shows a, a year. He does the Christmas shows. He, you know, Depending on the time of the year, there's just so much. JohnBerry.com. John, thank you so much. Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith, the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shock suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from peewee to the pros. Learn more about the Zenith difference at zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. Wow! Thinking your day is bad and really looking to make it worse? Why not try downloading this new classic set of music that will be dropping so far off the charts there's bound to be injuries. <laughs> now that's what I call depressing. It's going to make those who are even close to having the slightest glimmer of hope want to jump off the highest of planks. For those that are getting Now That's What I Call Depressing, you'll be getting that song that reminds you of that relationship with those cougars, Wrinkled Ladies.
For those who weren't really into cougars, but those who had that special friend while Sincere Black 2B, we got for you this clusterfuck that will put you in therapy for years to come. With cheeks wide open. Who the fuck writes this shit? Oh hell, we're still recording this commercial. Always with you, it cannot be done. Those that rather have it out than in. This loaded hit will be dropping soon. Farthing in the USA. For those who place their order by calling or ordering online, the next hundred folks will receive their choice of either a noose of good quality that won't snap, an installation of a new outlet next to your bathtub so you can now blow dry your hair in a full tub. Or the choice of the right gang to just beat the fuck out of you. Call us today at 1-800-FUCK-THIS. Hey everybody, this is Joan Osborne, and you are now listening to Crazy Train Radio. 